get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Hall of Famer Bernie Federko joins Michelle and Randy in the Blues booth on 101 ESPN. Blues and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. And Bernie will be on the pregame and between periods and postgame shows on Valley Sports. Bernie, it's always good to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? Real good, Randy. Thanks. And it's great to hear your voice. How have you liked these uh, first two games? What, what you've seen from the first two? Well, we're seeing a lot of good offense. I mean, I think uh, we talked about this team was going to be pretty deep up front and with the four forward lines, and I think we're really seeing that. We talked about Bennington uh, was going to be the Bennington that we always think that he's going to be, and he certainly has been the first couple of games. So all's good. You know, obviously they've got to tighten up defensively. You don't want to give up three or four goals each and every night, but when you're scoring goals, uh, it's kind of fun to watch. So uh, I've been really uh, excited about watching the first couple of games. And Bernie, we knew that this Blues team had great veteran presence, David Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, to name a few. But it's great to see these kids getting involved as well. Kairou, Costin, Jake Neighbors. That's been an exciting development these first couple games. Well, you have to be really, uh, you know, to drop well, I think, Michelle. I think that's the biggest thing is that, that you see the success of, of all the organizations, so the teams that really drop well and they bring up their kids and let them play. And uh, those are the ones that are usually the most successful organizations. So I think that we're seeing that with the Blues right now. And, yes, I mean, this is a team that's got both. And as you mentioned, the veterans, uh, I think Kyrou's been absolutely outstanding. I think he had his breakout year last year. I think Thomas, we're going to see more of what we saw, hopefully, from him. Uh, on Wednesday night, he played very, very well. Or I should, yeah, when's, no, when did he play? I, I'm losing all my dates. So the last <laughs> game, anyway, what, or Monday? <laughs> right. But uh, the, the funny part about it is that, you know, neighbors, uh, we really didn't know what to expect. But, I mean, for 19 years old, I think he's been really, really impressive so far. And Costin, he's getting an opportunity. And, and he's a big kid. He, he threw his weight around. He scored a couple of goals. So, yeah, this is a... Uh, a team that has got four good lines and got interchangeable parts. And I think that should really uh, bow very, uh, bow very well for them going forward. The hall of famer, Bernie Federico joining us in the blues booth on one one ESPN. And Bernie, you said you liked what you saw from the offense. And in that first game against Colorado, Bennington allows a couple of sixth attacker goals, but they did allow four to Arizona. What do the blues need to do? And it, obviously it's very, very early, but to, to do what they want to do to suppress goals against. Well, they just have to check a little bit better. I mean, the, the one thing that uh, that Craig Ruby has been preaching to this team is they've got to box out the opposition a little more, is that you can't allow guys to get to the front of the net, and that's the one big thing. Is, I mean, you got numbers. I mean, the, the Blues don't have a big defense. And I, think, I mean, other than Pareko, Scandella has got some size, but uh, the rest of the guys are really not big bodies. So when you don't have big bodies out there, you've got to make sure that you you know stop the, 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 the players from getting to the front of the net because once you, they get to the front of the net, if they're big forwards, 
it's pretty hard to handle them one on one. So if you can kind of box them out, keep them to the outside so that Bennington can see the shot, then you're going to be okay. But uh, there's little things. I mean, the forwards have got to come back and help out a little more. Um, so it's it's a, it's a work in progress. It, it's really hard. I think the hardest part about uh, the game is, is early is that you've got to outwork the opposition. And I think sometimes the early in the season, you kind of get a little lazy when you're kind of coming back, back checking or, or whether you're you know playing the defensive hockey, you want to score goals. You want to be going up the ice all the time. And uh, you got to really concentrate more on your own end and, and do the defensive side of it. And I think we see that teams tighten up more as the, as the year goes on. And I think that obviously you have to check well to win a Stanley cup. And I think that's what the blues proved back in 2019. They were really good grinding checking team, and that's why they were able to win the cup. And I think that obviously that's something that the Chiefs going to want them to get back to. But uh, right now it's early, and it's a, there's a lot of work in progress. Blues in Vegas tonight, Bernie, and with Max Passaretti and Mark Stone out, it's uh, it's still a tough Vegas team that the Blues are going to match up against tonight. What are some keys that you think are important in this game for the Blues to get a victory? Well, they just got to play. I mean, I think this is a break again. I mean, we saw that against Colorado on Saturday night, you know, no Landis Cog, no McKinnon. And so you have to take advantage of that. I mean, they're two big guys. And really, I think that that's Vegas's hockey club is, is really Pacioretty and Stone. And when they're not in, you got to make sure that you uh, uh, have your concentration that, you know, you don't take the, that team for granted. They're going to work. The Vegas Golden Knights will work. And I think the Blues are in a situation right now. They are the better team uh, with the lineup that they have. And you just have to outwork the other team. And I think if you are, have the better lineup and you outwork them, you're going to win the game. So, I mean, they, the, the Vegas Golden Knights have got a lot of speed. Their defense really likes to jump up with the play. You know, each one of them will join the rush. We all remember what, you know, uh, Petrangelo wants to do. He wants to jump in and get involved in the rush. And I think that's Vegas's big thing is that if they have their defensemen join the rush, you really get yourself into trouble. So I think it's going to be the same as they played against Colorado. Get the puck in. They're going to have to forecheck, get on top of the defense. If they can really force them to play defense in their own zone, uh, the Blues are going to win the game and really get more traffic in front of the goaltending. I mean, this goaltending change, Leonard did not play well the first couple of games. So I think that the Blues really in a situation that, that they really know that they need to win this game because they're really the better team. So it's just a matter of going outwork the uh, Golden Knights tonight. Bernie Federico, one more thing from me, and I just want your reaction to the way I feel because when you had the, the stop because of the pandemic and then the bubble, and then last year you don't start until January and you don't have fans, it, it really doesn't feel to me like the last couple of years have been real. This is the first time it's felt like real hockey for me since we were playing before the pandemic does it feel that way to you i agree 100 percent, randy it's so nice to see people in the stands you can just see the uh, the the emotion in the game is back i mean we're seeing fights that we never saw the last couple of years guys are really reacting to each other and it has a lot to do with the crowd noise with people being there and i think when you have spectators i think you play harder it's it's it's, it's easier to get your adrenaline going and it's a lot more fun to play so yeah this is hockey once again i mean all the sports i mean i'm watching the world you know all the, the the championship series now i mean the fans are in the stands people are going crazy you see college football stadiums are full now uh, that's what we're used to seeing and i know that the guys i don't even know how the guys played randy to be honest with you without the play without the fans in the stands because i mean even watching them it was boring the games were just not the same you got to have people there 
uh, you got to have bodies there, and, and we're seeing that. And yeah, it, it's it's fantastic to see. And uh, I just hope that it stays this way, and it, and hopefully it continues to get better, and we get rid of this pandemic pandemic for good as soon as possible. And Bernie, finally for me, Pavel Bushnevich had a goal and an assist in two games so far this season before getting ejected late in the first period on Monday for that headbutt. He's going to miss two games, and he was fined one hundred forty-one thousand dollars. That was a pretty expensive headbutt on his part. <laughs> yeah, since he's, a, he's a repeat offender. I just want to get your take on. Uh, not only the headbutt, but what you've seen from him so far this season. Well, he's going to be a, a big part of this hockey team. Obviously, here's a guy that scored 20 goals last year. I mean, he's an offensive guy, and, and he's got some size. I mean, uh, I mean, he made a mistake the other night. That's a reaction uh, that you can't have. Obviously, you all know that you can't headbutt. He knows it more than anybody else, but uh, I think sometimes you just have an adverse reaction that's kind of stupid when you think about it. I mean, he got cross-checked, and I mean, he should have cross-checked the guy back, but maybe because he got suspended for cross-checking last year, he didn't want to cross-check. I don't know what he was thinking, but uh, it was a mistake. It, it does happen, and, you know, when, when you have anger, uh, emotions get involved, and he made a mistake, and, and lucky it's only a couple of games, so he knows that he can't do that again, and uh, the Blues will have to obviously play without him. It didn't cost the Blues the other night. That's the good news is that they were able to, you know, still win that game, even though that he had the five minute major and this and that. But uh, I think he's going to be a big part of the hockey club. I think he fits in really, really well. And uh, he'll be back in a couple of games and, and this will all be forgotten. Bernie Federico, great to hear your voice. We're looking forward to talking to you during the season and we will be tuned in tonight on Bally Sports as the Blues take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, thanks, Randy and Michelle. And, you know, we're not on tonight. It's TNT oh, that's tonight. right, TNT so game. TNT tonight. So I get to be like you. I'm going to just watch <laughs> it and, and sit back and enjoy a nice cold Bud Light as I'm doing it. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks, Bernie. Talk to you soon. Thanks, you guys. See Take you later. Care. I had mentioned that to you earlier. You that uh, It's a TNT game, and then it slipped my mind. And, yeah, tonight the Blues' first appearance on TNT since they took over their national contact, contract, TV contract. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.